What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yalla, our weekly podcast hosted by myself, Harish, and Terence Chia of Ministry of Funny, Woo-hoo. a comedy brand that aims to bring laughter to the world. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, we're thinking maybe we should experiment with those radio jingles. Uh. Yeah. You know, they use that and all the sound. Like, yeah, maybe we should just be animated and energetic the whole time. Like, what's up today, Terrence? Yala. Like, let us know you if you want those <laughs> sound effects. Yeah, because we're, we're trying to, I mean, we're listening to other podcasts that are gaining quite a lot of traction in Singapore and a lot of them do that. And then for us, it's just... I think like I'm already more animated amongst the two and even then I yeah. feel kind of dead. Yeah, and then we, I, know, I just get the deja vu sometimes when listening to podcasts. Eh, this sounds like radio like back in the day. Like yeah, that, that's uh, why. Sometimes. So, so I, like, I thought we were trying to move away from that. Uh. Maybe, we, maybe we should try that for one episode and then boom, number two on, on, on number one on Spotify. Uh. Yeah, maybe maybe young people they have, don't yeah, even know what right. radio sounds like. Uh. Yeah. So they don't they have no <laughs> reference of what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, exactly. It's like when the younger Malaysian influencers posted about how much they love Mate and how he's going to save Malaysia when he got elected last year. <laughs> and then it's like they didn't live through all the shit that he did in the 90s. Uh. Yeah, yeah, correct, correct. So, yes. so, yeah, so maybe now they haven't experienced like radio because if, I mean, I'm guessing if you're, if you're what, in your early like 20s now, you probably never listen to radio much. Yeah. Uh, and you miss that whole wave of that generic, jingly kind of, kind of uh, audio experience. Uh. Well, your analogy for that was very heavy. Uh. Yeah, I'm heavy. Sorry, yeah. going to politics. Now, dude, now what, 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 top, what analogy can be light here? Yeah? I was going to around us. I was going to say, oh, it's a bit like Star Wars. Because yesterday I met someone who told me, who told me he loves the the latest trilogy in Star Wars. And I'm like, dude, like, how can you like that? And and then you know, and, and maybe he likes the old trilogy, but he is he seemed to be in love with this new trilogy. For yeah, Star but Wars, that analogy means nothing to me. So then I won't oh, be able yeah. to share in your in your analogy. Yeah, but in, my, you, but in Malaysia politics also, not everyone knows that much also, right? Okay lah, fine. We both had an analogy, okay? Moving on to the next segment. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, we haven't even started. Yeah, we haven't started. Yeah. Uh, I mean, just for new listeners, uh, this is a weekly podcast that Terrence and I do that tackle a bunch of topics that we feel uh, that needs to be talked about. Yeah, typically we do one serious topic, one goofy topic, but this week we... Again, we're going to do it slightly differently. Yeah. Because I think on everyone's mind, it's the one same topic as always. Yeah. Which is? Corona, COVID-19. COVID-19. Corona, COVID-19 virus. Yes. Yeah, but the the main serious topic this week is actually the one that has been the most newsworthy. And it's actually about a poor young Singaporean student named Jonathan Mock who was just minding his business, walking around London around 9.15pm uh, in Oxford Street, right? Which yeah. I understand to be one of the more busy uh, yeah, areas of London. I think London. it's one of the more commercial, commercial roads. It's like, it's like Orchard Road, like, I think that's the equivalent. Yeah, and he, this poor kid was just walking around uh, and just minding his own business and then suddenly he came into contact with a couple of people uh, who one of whom seemed to utter something about coronavirus, which made uh, poor Jonathan turn around and stare at the guy uh, because he thought that, you know, he, he thought there was something racist directed at him because he's of Asian descent. And then the next thing he knew, he got whacked in the face. Not once, not twice, but uh, quite a couple of times such that doctors say that he was, he's been left with a few fractures in his face 
and he might need, even need reconstructive surgery. Yeah, he shared his photos on Facebook, and it and it yeah. does look fucking terrible. Uh. Looks bad, man. Looks yeah. like looks like basic. Yeah, it's basically there's a prune around his eye. I don't know if it's his eyesight is affected, but um, probably his nose also. Yeah, his nose was was bleeding, and and he said so. He said uh, the guy who tried to kick him. There was one one of was someone uh, passers by came to try and stop them, bring them apart. But one of the guys still continued, tried to kick him, and then shouted at him saying, I don't want your coronavirus in my country. And then swing, swung another God punch in his face. La. And that incident actually happened on February 24th. Oh, so it's yeah. not that. What, what, what happened in the... I mean, I guess it's been kind of growing since then. Yeah. I saw people share it uh, on my Facebook uh, news feed when it was posted by Jonathan Mock himself. On Monday. Yeah, yeah. on Monday. And then this past Wednesday, uh, uh, March 4th, was when the police released... CCTV footage of the assailants. Mm. So, I mean, the thing is now, if you Google Singaporean men, coronavirus, it's like fucking a lot of outlets around the world have covered it. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm actually looking at the CNN article and I, from what I understand, BBC has covered it. and The Sun, Telegraph Sun, and yeah. a lot of UK publications. But slowly, I think, I mean, it just, it's just another case of violence yeah. against... Uh, what, what what was the some some UK article? I think BBC called it East Asian, right? East Asia, uh, man of East Asian descent. Man of East Asian East descent. Asian. East but I mean, Asian. the this is just one of many racially motivated attacks that seem to be happening around the world. I, yeah. I saw one in New York where some pranksters just threw like cold water on some random Chinese person yeah. smoking on the street. I think Philadelphia, someone got mugged. Yeah, he, then he was covering his girlfriend or something with mm. his body. But up. you also mentioned that on Facebook, some people were reacting to this. Not everyone was empathetic. Uh. Yeah, if you see the Facebook comments to, let's say, a Mothership article about this mm. or what, uh, what I remember seeing was there were some comments saying that, hey, this guy, I mean, ultimately, you should also know better. La. Like, rather than if you are uh, alone and you're in a foreign country, as in a Singaporean in a foreign country, right? People over there, they 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 don't observe the same social uh, norms that people in Singapore do, la. And if you stare at someone, you are basically asking to be hit, asking to be punched in the face, la. Yeah. So the better thing to do, which is what most people who have experienced life overseas would do, is just look down, walk ahead, and leave the scene. So, but so I mean, I'm guessing that's not your sentiment, la. You're just explaining what yeah, what yeah. people posted, la. Yeah. Yeah. about escalation and de-escalating the situation. Yeah. So what they're saying is that this poor guy, Jonathan Mock, yes, sorry you got punched, but you kind of escalated the situation when you stopped and looked at the people who were talking. And and maybe, uh, I mean, if you give some sort of benefit of a doubt to the people, how do you know they were really talking about you specifically mm. as, as opposed to just mentioning something about coronavirus? Unless you you really uh, you're really listening to everything they say, lah. So so, what do you think of that sort of sentiment? Uh, I think it's it's a very realist kind of view about things because having had experience uh, living in Philadelphia and getting verbally uh, getting assaulted also. Yeah, 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 yeah. In, in like in Philadelphia, there was one time I also got I was just walking past some a bunch of uh, kids. I think like seventeen or eighteen year old kids. And one of them sucker punched me from behind la, for whatever reason. And 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 maybe it was to rob me of my my app, my what, what was popular back then? iPods, my iPods, because I was using those white headphones or something. But mm. I, I'm not sure what the motivation was, but it, I just got sucker punched from behind. And and part of me was like when I I didn't fall over, but I turned around and I looked and I was like, okay, there's like three or four of them. 
there's like a whole bunch of friends across the road. Do I stop and like confront them and ask what happened or do I just move on and uh, just accept that violence like this happens is normal? Mm. Um, so from all that and after speaking to some authorities like from the place I was working at all, they said that basically uh, what you should have done was immediately go to the police mm. report it because mm. there might be some you're in, you're sort of emboldening people if you just if you just uh, allow them to get away with behavior like that yeah and there might be maybe there are, are certain people that they're already monitoring making sure that they don't get in trouble with the with the law and stuff like that so there there are some avenues for you to talk to authorities and ask for help and and say hey this happened to me along this street could you all uh, monitor these things more closely la, because it's not just about you it's about other people living and moving through the area Yeah. so that's one thing and the other thing they said was the it was good that I didn't try to confront them because uh, yeah, you're basically asking for but trouble but you, you didn't try to confront them but did you look at them at all? yeah I did I turned and looked at them but, mm. but, but I mean part of it was just I didn't know what the hell was happening like did I did a bottle just hit my face or something yeah. in, in those few seconds you're supposed to make an assessment and and immediately know what hap- what happened to you. Like yeah. They maybe if they were trying to jump me, the expectation maybe was that I would fall on the floor and then they they could just like jump jump on me and grab my yeah. wallet and all that. But yeah. but the things I didn't fall, you see, like I, I just stumbled forward and and they would have to chase me down if anything, Because I was I'm such a stud that I I wouldn't fall. <laughs> just, I'm the Tyson Fury. To, to them, you're Jackie Chan, yeah, What yeah. Tyson Fury? <laughs> you're Jackie Chan, la. Hello. Yeah, yeah. Many Pacquiao, many Pacquiao. So I guess I mean okay. Let's say we 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 assume that all he did was turn. Because yeah. I mean, if 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 I was walking uh somewhere and someone says something that is stereotypically associated with people of dark skin color, yep. I might look. Yeah. Uh, and if he just looked and turned, and then even there was a few seconds confrontation instead, yeah, but. I mean, still no reason for, for them to beat him up. La. Of course, we're yeah. not advocating the beating yeah. up. But uh, sometimes even a look yeah. can, can be seen as aggressive. Especially you, la. your eyes so big. <laughs> your look is like, wow. Like, Whereas what? You can stare at people without them knowing yeah, at all. I, I, just, I, I can look at them. They maybe they can't even see me looking at them. That's the difference. La. No, I mean, yeah, there have been issues in the past where I had, thankfully haven't gotten into fights, but I guess my eyes are fucking bulging out. Yeah, yeah. So it has happened when I'm like... Uh, uh, I think, I mean, I, I, in Singapore, I guess my tendency is if I notice some uncomfortable stare and I really feel no reason that I should stare back, I don't. Yeah. But I guess in this case, the, the thing is, because you're seeing violence around the world and because I can totally see assholes out there just being racist and violent. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the good thing is it's it's getting a lot of publicity yeah. uh, and people are talking about it. And I guess, yeah, I don't know whether he called the police or did someone else call the police. I'm, I don't, I'm not sure. Yeah. yeah, because I mean, yeah, like, if, if the police are being more vigilant about this kind of stuff, that's good. But well, I, I don't know whether this would ever uh, not happen. Yeah. yeah, but maybe that's where uh, a PSA to Singaporeans are, right? Mm. We take, I think in Singapore, we take for granted a lot of things like being able to walk around at night safely yeah. alone. Uh, you, you, it seems like the most normal thing ever like 9pm, 10pm, 11pm even 3am if I walk alone it's not so bad mm. in any other like a lot of countries even like the US or that right You from 10pm onwards if you're walking around alone it's, it's sort of like almost an invitation for something bad to happen ah. mm. and there's a lot of advisories to take care of yourself travel in groups you know avoid like dark alleys and stuff like that so that means you're saying that if you are a person of East Asian descent no, I mean uh, even 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 uh any anyone of any race, yeah. basically. 
like men, women, or what, just traveling alone, mm. walking around alone at night is not advised like, in, the, in the city. So that means, but I mean, you do you feel that like if there was an instance where people were being explicitly racist towards someone uh, yeah. about the coronavirus and just because let's say that someone's Chinese and all, yeah. that what, what, like you're saying that it's best to just avoid any potential confrontation? Uh, yes, or mm. if you really need to take a dick back at them, yeah. be smart about it. Maybe walk off a Start little bit first, turn shot. around and shout something and then run off. <laughs> Fuck you! And then run off. Then, then, you have, then you have a chance of getting away, you see. Whereas this guy, from what I understand, sounds like he almost turned and looked at the person like just yeah. as they were close by. So that was like, that's almost like a, yeah, both in each other's space already. Like, or know? maybe like, okay, so what, what, ideally they will be able to have a, he should just, they will, should be able to have a conversation or something, but that's in utopian yeah, yeah. world, like, it'll <laughs> never happen. Like. Yeah. But I, wow, this, this is a tricky thing, man, because I can, it feels like it was in the situation where anything he did apart from just walk by would have resulted in some shit. Like. Yeah, correct. Yeah. But I mean, that's where, it may be at this point where it's very rich, uh, stuff is very charged because we don't know what is happening with the coronavirus, but most people link it to China and everything. Yeah. You just need to be extra careful. Uh. Yeah. I mean, one thing I find funny in the comments is people saying, oh, you know, I thought London is meant to be such a, one of the most open cities in the world. What? I'm like, Come why on. do people have so much faith in mankind? Uh? I really don't understand when people are surprised when this kind of shit happens. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's horrible, but it's one of those things that, and it's not just based on any any race or anything. I think there are assholes everywhere. Yeah. I think the one <laughs> common thread uh, across the past few weeks is that the behavior, we behave more closely to each other than people think. Like yeah. a lot of behaviors, people say, oh, you know, I can't believe this is happening in that country, this is happening in yeah. that country. But it happens because we are all humans and we are all can be assholes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not condoning the violent effects here, but it's just one of those things. I mean, just looking at the comments, uh, people are saying, you know, it's it's... I'm so shocked that this can happen in London. Yeah. I, the amount of shit that happens in London, in fact, the bigger the city, the longer it's been around, the, the more, the more co- cosmopolitan it is, the probably more polar opposites you get in any any area of, of, of a city. La. Yeah, and I mean, don't forget Brexit. La. They basically, yeah. a, 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 as a country, they said, oh, we don't want to be part of a bigger, more diverse union. La. Yeah. We want to be like British only. And yeah, exactly. So now it feels like, wow, where, where, where is safe, man? Uh, and, and I mean, there was a it, it reminds me of the time when uh when Trump got elected. I think some of my friends who are based in the US and Am- yeah. American born Indians, they were getting like xenophobia thrown towards them and yeah. one of my friends had hot coffee spilled on him. Mm. Uh and it just feels like wow, oh, it's a it it's it yeah, I, I I don't even know where I'm going with this, but it feels like it's just getting worse, man. Actually uh, yeah, some of the funny comments also were like he should have just like coughed at his hands and then challenged the guy to a fight. <laughs> you know what coronavirus is it? Okay, yeah. come on, come on. You know? Or Actually, like smeared it all over his face or something. Huh? Then the guy be like, you punch me? You want a punch? <laughs> you want a punch? <laughs> exactly. Oh, fuck, that's a brilliant defense, yeah? Yeah. No, so so that, that I mean, kind of like, um, I mean, yeah, like, we, we, we don't really, this is one of those things that universally, I think everyone can agree that this is a terrible thing. Like. Yeah. Uh, I don't think even in the comments, you saw people very like like vilifying Jonathan Mock right? Just calling him a little naive. That's I think that was mm. the main thing. Yeah. He's been in. He's been. He's studying there like, right? For two years already. But it? also Oxford Street. If you think about going down Orchard Road, you would think that yeah, uh, it's it's not even a a, a shady, typically shady area. Yeah. Uh, yeah. and it, and it happened at nine fifteen p.m. Yeah. So fairly in, in the middle of the night. Yeah, but I guess it's just the 
the idea that you know like you, you I think in when you are overseas you should be always you should always default to like when you see someone walking down the street if this person punches me like what happens like, you know? <laughs> like maybe you just think you just got to be ready for any kind of situation la. then you walk around with a headgear oh yeah that's why wearing a cap or, or you know like a hoodie or something that covers your face a bit more it might help you also la. where people might think you are the shady character then they don't they don't so then then how does it sit with in in a world where you know people are saying you should call out bad behavior and all that unless you're saying you do it through the authorities la. like if you hear someone yeah. say that and then you call the police before any violence happens yeah or, or yeah or, or you try try to step in and get evidence of these things happening which i think some of the passers by yeah were doing that using taking videos of what was happening and trying to get the, those guys to leave him alone so as opposed to being like a martyr and yeah, like just taking one for the team and exactly. bringing the issue to to light uh. yeah exactly trying to take one for the team or, or yeah or even remember we spoke uh, a few months ago about this guy who thought he was being a good Samaritan by chasing down an upskirt photographer mm. then he pinned five him to people. the ground yeah five people yeah. pinned that person to the ground that person just died and then now they're being charged for manslaughter or something like that hmm. so it does there are some pros and cons to trying to do good that and way I remember from that discussion what we came to was that okay they could have reacted but in a way that was less physical right yeah. less yeah. physical confrontational correct, so, correct. so this is where I guess I, I would I would differ in in how I would approach this. In fact, I would think that I think it's 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 it. I'm happy that he turned around and and kind of like looked at them la. Unfortunately, he had to get punched la. and thankfully he didn't get killed or anything. But I feel that these kind of things, if you if if you kind of just let it slide, yeah, that's something that I don't know, man. No, but I mean that's where I say like I also agree letting it slide is not a good thing. Yeah, but. Do like what I said, like, like go a bit further away and then turn around and shout. And just have back. a guy, I just want to tell you that I don't have, and it's not something that all people have. Oh, you walk past me, you have it now, losers, or something. Like or oh, he take out his phone. Uh. Take out that's his phone. a very that's a very common way of don't doing things, right? Before oh, you yeah, turn, yeah. you just hold your phone and, yeah. like, what did you say? Yeah. Huh? What did you say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do something passive aggressive that way. Like. <laughs> That's what we're advocating here. <laughs> but I mean, did he, 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 did he say he was alone? So I mean, okay, I, I'm just thinking like, like uh, I mean, you you recently had an ex- and a, and a near confrontation that was coronavirus related, right? Uh, I think, yeah, basically, long story short, there's some people who think dogs are very unhygienic and they think dogs shouldn't be, you know, share space with, spaces with humans. So I got confronted by someone, but I was, yeah, I basically really sat down or ask the person to sit down and talk to me like a human being like, rather yeah. than shout or be, you know, shout or threaten to take out your phone and all that. Like. I guess that it was helpful that it was during the day and it was at a public park. Like. Yeah, yeah, it was helpful. Right. It was helpful. But I mean, say, saying doing that, probably only Singapore is the only place in the world where I would dare to do something like that. Or like. Scandinavia. Scandinavia possibly, yeah. If you tell me if this was the US or something and like that. And somehow there were four, four people, there was a bunch of people, it wasn't just one. Like. Yeah, yeah. If it was any other place in the world, I would be, you know, doing what I said, lah. Go a bit yeah. further away, and, then, and yeah. then after that, turn around and and say something, lah. Because I mean, this whole thing is it's so conflicting. Because the more issues of this happen, and the more people are like, okay, we need to be less racist and all. Even in my in some of the WhatsApp groups I'm part of, I see stuff being shared that is borderline racist, lah. And it's borderline. And it just feels like what. What the fuck is... And these are the same people who are saying, oh, this is horrible and all. And then they share something that is also kind of propagating a negative stereotype. Like, like what? Eh? 
Uh, I mean, just fake news. Oh, fake news. Fucking fake news that stereotype, uh, that do a lot to propagate these false stereotypes, like Which then I'm like, how what what what, uh, what how how do we how do we reconcile this, man? It's like for every step we take forward, two steps behind. Uh. Mm, mm, mm. And I mean, in some way, uh, we like so. I'm, I mean, I I still thank him for for taking. No, I wouldn't say taking one for the team, but kind of like uh, at least helping bring this to light. But at the other extreme, there was a party that happened at the University of Albany, which was mm. coronavirus themed. Mm. And from what I understand, they had corona beers. People wore masks, and there was the banner for the party. Uh, the the party with a like a skull sign, uh, you know, death. Mm. And the I think the Asian American Alliance at the university they lost their minds. They lost. I mean, they fucking went apeshit crazy, and they were they issued like a demand to the university dean to investigate, and kind of they called it a racist party, mm. Which to me, based on whatever I read, there was nothing that tied coronavirus to race. Yeah, it was just a coronavirus themed party. Yeah. And just reading the post that the 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 alliance did, I felt was like, yeah, this is one of those that makes people go the other way. Mm. Um, and I mean, let me let me read what they what they posted. Um, but I just found it found it interesting, like, And the sad thing is, in the comments there, mm. which was the the sad part, people were saying, you know, this is bullshit. This is gonna make me throw my own coronavirus themed party. Yeah. And okay, as members of the Asian community on campus, your party is not funny and completely insensitive. The real life effects of this virus has led to not only mass stereotyping of Asian people, but also hundreds of deaths across the world. We're asking the university to take the following actions to investigate uh, this, this, this. And then the last paragraph is diseases that affect non-white populations are radicalized in a way that stems from the innate xenophobia of American society. It serves to dehumanize and... Uh, yeah, there was just a, a lot of stuff. So I think the party was cancelled, but the the it was the Asian American Alliance, and I feel this does nothing to to save the conversation, la. Yeah. Because it it it's almost it's almost like hard to hard to take a post like that seriously because it it is attributing certain things to the party that, based on what I understand, the party didn't set out to do. It was not a Chinese themed party. Yeah. It was yeah. a coronavirus team party, like, because then it brings into a, uh, the discussion of, oh, should coronavirus be joked about, uh, which is a whole separate thing. But to attribute that as a racist party, yeah. I don't know, I just felt it was a bit extreme. I mean, it's at, at the least you could say, I mean, the most you could say is in bad taste. Yeah, right? it's insensitive and in it's bad insensitive. taste. But yeah, to say it's, to merely assume that it's racist is kind of a, a bit of a too trigger happy. I mean, you can see like, and I think the context is uh, important that it's taking place in a university in New York like, because mm. there's a lot of research out there that shows the past uh, five to six years, uh, if you read like the coddling of the American mind and books like that, a lot of uh, academics have pointed out that uh, universities have have been complicit. Like, that means they've been the, the ones who are making students um, almost... Have almost be too trigger happy in wanting to get stuff cancelled, like yeah. anything that 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 makes them feel a little bit uncomfortable or or threatens the their way of thinking about things. Oh, it's got to be cancelled. I can't have this speaker on campus. I can't do this. I can't can't have this party around. Yeah. So that I think that's what's happening here. A bit of an overreaction, right? Yeah, and they are kind of demanding the university to take actions, and they are basically yeah attributing um they are demanding the office of president 
to inform all you Albany students to stop racism and disrespectful slogans in any situation, especially coronavirus hate crime against Asian students and scholars based on groundless suspicions of virus hosts. So it just feels weird. Like the coronavirus party, it's, it's nothing to do with race. Yeah. But they are the ones kind of propagating the link, yeah. which I felt it's, it's a whole, it's, it's, it's what, what I think contributes to people just getting more and more fucking polarized. Like. Yeah. But it's the, uh, it's a bit of a complex thing because when I look at the genera- this generation of younger people in university and all that, they're all very willing to speak out against injustices they see and all, right? Mm. But the thing is that their version of speaking out means speaking out to higher authority and asking a higher authority to cancel the other the other party. Yeah, yeah. As opposed to speaking out and talking to the other party or like trying to, you know, talk to your, the other party with a with a straight face and say, hey, you know, this is kind of insensitive. You know, is it possible you guys don't do something mm. like that? La. Like having a direct conversation with people, explaining to them your perspective rather than immediately going to the top and saying, hey, you got to cancel these people because it's like, it sends such a strong message. But actually, why, like what you said, like, it ends up polarizing people, putting them in their individual yeah. echo chambers and silos. Then they never meet and understand each other's, each other's perspective. So those people who are hosting the party are probably thinking, oh, guys, these like Asian, uh, Asian Americans are just so uh, obsessed with race and everything. It's nothing about race. But mm. I mean, there might be, I don't know, maybe at the yeah. party there were some small connotations or something mm. like that. Mm. That I think could have been uh, they they could have been better educated about it lah. Yeah. And, and yeah, this conversation, although this younger generation is speaking out a lot more, they are using they seem to be much more using the the instruments of uh, mm. institutions to basically clamp down on other people's right to talk lah. Actually, that's true. Uh. Like you can be vocal, yeah. but we never talk about who are you vocal to. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And even if you post something on Facebook and you are fucking savage and you do a takedown, ultimately. Who would see you on Facebook immediately? Your friends, like, which is your yeah. echo chamber. Like. Yeah, exactly. And if you're vocal to just the authorities, then you're... It's the same thing in primary school. Like, you know, hey, what are you going to tell teacher? What are you going to tell yeah, teacher? Exactly, exactly. You, you solve it amongst yourselves so, first. Yeah. Like. And then that's, I think that's one thing, even the book Coddling on American Mind, they talk about that, yeah. that. That concept of playing in the playground and then establishing the rules when, when shit happens, like, right? Yeah. Like, arguments, all that. That's very important. And because we have overprotective parents these yeah. days who don't let kids just play and resolve things themselves in the playground, later in life, they don't have the ability to, to confront. Yeah, to confront someone yeah. who's bullying them or someone who's saying something about them and then find some middle ground, some compromise in between. I don't know whether it was that book that came up with the term snowplow parents. Nah, don't, uh, but don't essentially, it was that. Yeah. Like, you hear all these helicopter parents of the parents yeah. kind of watching over and ready to step in. Snowplow parents takes it one step further, saying that now the parents seem to clear the path for, yeah. for the kids yeah. so that they face no resistance at all. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, that ultimately, how hard is it to be vocal on Facebook by typing a post on your room or in your room or something as opposed to yeah. approaching someone? Yeah, that's why, that's why the, that thing that happened to me over the weekend. Yeah. Um, I'm not trying to target any particular group or what. Like. He was a foreigner. Mm. He was not even a Singaporean or what. Mm. But uh, he was doing that. Like. He was like, oh, I'm going to take a photo and report this and report you guys to authorities and Facebook mm. and all that. I was like... And the context is, just to set the context, is that he shouted at you first. Yeah, yeah, right? he shouted So there was us. already some sort of aggressive yeah, behavior yeah, there. Aggressive. And I just wanted... He, and he refused. And I was like, okay, dude, if I... I'm just going to move my dogs away. And mm. you, can, you can just leave us alone, right? Mm. And he's like, no, 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 no. I'm going to stay here and make sure you guys... Are... And I'm like, oh, if you're going to stay here, then take a seat and have a conversation with me. Mm. So you did a podcast with him, essentially. I did a podcast <laughs> with, with him. With no equipment. But of course, <laughs> of course, this. imagine how angry everyone is at the moment. Yeah. He's shouting. 
I'm also not pleased. Like, I'm like, dude, just walk away, man. Just yeah. walk away. Yeah. So it, it's on the verge of spilling over into to you know either more violence or yeah. de-escalate the situation. Uh. And what I found was that the moment he sat down, we shook hands, exchanged names, everything. Mm. And then we just, I just say, uh, dude, I know, I understand what you're trying to do in the sense that you, yeah, hygiene is important, all these things, yes. You know, I also, uh, you know, you, you mentioned it, so I just take down my dogs and all that. But mm. your aggressive behavior is not helping convince me of anything other than just that you're, you're being an asshole. Uh. Of mm. course, I didn't say those words, but I'm just saying your aggressive behavior, do you think that's the best way to get your message across? Mm. Like even, like he, but he started saying, oh, I wasn't shouting, I was screaming, but the idea of like taking out your phone, report your authorities, all that, that is like really anti-social behavior, if anything. Yeah, yeah. If you're not happy with something, you can just, hey, there's also a way to tell someone, hey, excuse me, sorry, you know, like just I saw you doing this there. Maybe like you can consider either wiping up after yourself mm-hmm. what because there might be someone using the bench after you. Mm. So I think there's a lot of ways to do it. But if you choose the one most confrontational way to like report to Facebook and all that, then I feel like that's the kind of uh, the wrong kind of speaking up that we want to encourage, like, mm. you know, where everything has to you have to run to your mother and father to take care little, of you. Little do you know, he has a Facebook post that's gone viral in his own <laughs> echo chamber about this Singaporean couple with their dogs. I've already activated the dog lovers yeah. in Singapore. <laughs> They're going to be patrolling East Coast Park next week and yeah. finding, finding these people. Speaking of which, I mean, I guess if you if you have if you're listening and you haven't noticed yet, today is a fucking Corona Fester. Coronavirus yeah. faster because yeah. we did really try to find an article that we felt okay we could have an opinion on that that might be worth something. And then last week we tried with the Malaysian Malaysian politics yeah. and then what happened? Yeah, yeah, that's why. <laughs> yeah, like last week on Friday we we fucking recorded a podcast where we tried to break down in our own layman understanding of what was going on and that and that point in time. I think the Agong uh, was interviewing 200 plus ministers to decide who is going to be the next PM. And we were saying, okay, this might go on for weeks and all that. Fucking Saturday afternoon, the new PM is appointed and it's not Mate. And it's one hour after we uploaded the podcast. Yeah. Suddenly they announced, oh, there's a new PM. Yeah, what the <laughs> fuck, man? But even then, like, I mean, we got quite a, quite a nice amount of feedback about how our layman uh, amateur understanding of the Malaysian government and politics there was enough to kind of educate some people yeah, which was so. nice and we educated ourselves uh, but this week there was more of that but like it's a whole new ball game and like literally if you look at any new site in Singapore 9 out of 10 articles are on Corona yeah. so so we wanted to just I mean we also it is impacting our lives in many ways it's impacting everyone's lives so we wanted to focus on some of the other topics that we felt are a little more discussion friendly as mm. opposed to the nature of the disease like, which yeah. we have admitted we are not immunologists or yeah. vi- vi- virologists yeah. uh, vi- viral virologists we know yeah. how to make viral videos but yeah. not so, viruses so so I mean the, the and, and everything we are talking about today is related to one aspect of the coronavirus which yeah, like, we have seen some articles about but it felt like okay it's a little more more light hearted or more more yeah more discussion friendly like. yeah. so so the one thing that, that we ended off the last story was was about Terence's uh, dog-related incident. But there was another thing in the dog community that, that ruffled some feathers. Or should yeah. I say ruffled some fur? Yeah, because apparently Hong Kong authorities have confirmed that there is a pet dog infected with COVID-19. In the first case of human-to-animal transmission. Uh, so this was, I think, on Wednesday. There was the, On Wednesday, it was just a suspicion, lah, right? Uh, no oh, it was confirmation yeah okay basically actually, it happened last week already uh-huh. last Friday I believe uh-huh. that they found a dog seemed to respond like there was a weak positive 
in the coronavirus test la, of the yeah. dog. Uh, and a lot of people were saying, oh, that's just contamination because it was living with an infected person. So contamination meaning that it was on its exterior and yeah, not the interior. Fur, maybe ah, the human okay. hugged it or kissed it or what. Okay. But on Wednesday, they finally confirmed that actually the dog does have the coronavirus. And, and everyone's just like, what? What does that mean? So, so, so to someone who is not in the uh, involved in the dog community, uh, i.e., myself, uh, to me it's like, oh, okay, cool. Uh, I mean, not cool. That's an interesting development. But in the world of dog lovers and the dog community in Singapore, it fucking like it just caused some 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 polarization. I mean, there's a fear that yeah. people will go like Salem. Uh, they'll go Salem on their dogs uh, and just like oh, throw their start throwing their dogs off buildings or abandoning them because. Yeah, they're afraid that the pets will get coronavirus. Is it all. that they're afraid owners would would uh, throw their pets or non-owners would kill stray dogs? No lah. No, for I, an I mean, owner to like abandon their pet, that's a large, that's a big thing, right? Oh, but that that is so common. People abandoning pets. It's <laughs> like, like, like oh, that's yeah, like stray that's dogs one oh one, man. That's if it most. That's, in fact, yeah, that's, that's the true. most cases of, of of dogs being landing up on the street. It's like being abandoned or what lah. Uh-huh. You know? Uh, but I don't. I, I mean, there might be vigilantes, but you can't kill dogs without getting in trouble, la. So, so what happened? What happened with in the in the dog community group? So I think everyone. I mean, even in the Hong Kong authority statement, and then subsequently SPCA Hong Kong, they 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 said to just monitor the situation very closely, uh, and and do the same things that you need to do, la, Whether wash your hands, take care of your hygiene. Uh, yeah, like you shouldn't be, I guess you shouldn't be kissing your dog and stuff like that. Cause, but that's super unhygienic anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's just be sane about it. Like don't go, don't go apeshit and start doing crazy things about the animals in your home. Because like. mm. they are part of the family. If you But it's also they are a- asymptomatic, like, right? Yeah, yeah, the dog is not showing any symptoms. Not showing any symptoms. Yeah. But it's just like, I mean, as far as I recall, like for SARS and MERS and H1N1, once the virus went from animal to human, yeah. it just, it, the focus, yeah, stay yeah. human. Now it's like, fuck man, and then there's some talk that the virus is mutating. And there's like more than one strain going yeah. on. Yeah, and, and I must emphasize like some talk and it's not concluded yet despite some fucking newspapers just publishing articles saying the virus has mute, has mutated and the second strain is even deadlier. Yeah. Fuck that, it's not confirmed yet. Yeah, yeah, it's not. So, you know, I mean, the the that if you're asking what is the main worry of the the dog community, it's yeah. that lah, that people either abandon pets or like the take up rates of adopting pets also will be much affected over the next few years lah. Next next the next year or so lah. And 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 that's that's I guess like uh, what the one thing that we have learned is that if dog lovers are feeling that way in Singapore, they're feeling that way around the world. Lah. Probably yeah. Probably yeah. lah, right? Probably. I mean, yeah. Because dogs. now now. I mean now the the funny thing also over the past few weeks not not say not say funny uh and and the topic of like making fun of stuff related to coronavirus will be something we also talk about but the one thing that was interesting this week is that all the behavior that was labeled as idiotic by a certain Singapore minister uh, i.e. Chan Chun Singh mm-hmm. uh which we, when he was referring to the hoarding of toilet paper and yeah. rice and noodles that happened in Singapore a few weeks ago has been seen around the world. Yeah, and the lengths to which people are going to like get toilet paper and all. Yeah. Even worse than in Singapore. With knives and like fucking... There was a gang that, that executed a heist of toilet paper or something. Yeah, right? so so there's so many questions. Like the, the million dollar question is like fucking toilet paper. I guess, again, coming from a bidet user, the whole toilet paper obsession to me is 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 ridiculous. Like, I cannot fucking understand. Like. If you have a shower, you have a way to clean your fucking ass. But 
there's taller people. But I guess what we wanted to talk about is that, uh, and some netizens have also been pointing out that what Chan Chun Singh said about how Singaporeans are an embarrassment. Xia Shui. Xia Shui. It's something that is more human nature than culture specific. Yeah, yeah, correct. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a. Uh, this I, He had it coming. La, the, because the moment you label people so in such extreme fashion, right? Yeah. At some point, it's going to come back and bite you. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. And, but it's just, I mean, in some way, looking at the, the silver lining, it, it almost feels like, you know when you see movies with aliens and all, there's the, the threat, an exterior threat that yeah. unites the world yeah. and makes people come together. It feels like this virus is a much more drawn out uh, process of that. Yeah, yeah. Where it, people are like, I mean, I don't know, like governments seem to be talking to each other, even though the WHO does say that certain governments are taking it too easy and you get like ideas like Trump still un- like feeling like he's still underplaying the virus. But yeah. it feels like it's kind of heartening to see behavior of certain countries all being similar. We're all human, right? Yeah, we're all human. <laughs> we all do stupid fucking things. We, as much as you say, oh, you know, Singaporeans complain a lot. No, no. People Everyone all around the world complain. Oh, Singaporeans, oh, Singaporeans are fucking idiots. Why can't we be sane like the this country, like that country? No, fucking other countries, especially even the so-called, air quote, Western uh, ideal countries, utopia, they're all behaving like that. Yeah, I can see this, uh, that they should do the... Take video of every country where there was hoarding, yeah. the people like like hoarding the shelves, then put it together with a s- song like you know like uh, it's a wonderful world, yeah. <laughs> and then show <laughs> that this right. is what, we are all humans. Yeah, you know, the next Olympics or something. They, they no, or like that. modify the Singapore song: <laughs> one people, one nation, <laughs> one Singapore, one, one world. world. Yeah. Because everyone's the same. So in that sense, yeah. it's like kind of like oh, it's comforting, uh, right? Yeah, it's comforting. Like as much as we think, oh, certain countries, oh, we are third world, we are first world, we are this, we cannot embarrass. No, fucking, we are all human and we all behave in idiotic ways. Yeah. Uh, the, the last country to, to do it was Australia, right? Yeah, Australia, Australia also. Exactly. Yeah. The Down most under. chill, the stereotypically most chill people in the world Yeah. who but are like in their own universe all all the way down the south and east. And they got so much space. Like yeah. even if like you don't have toilet paper, you just take a poop by the street. No one will notice. Yeah, like, exactly. They got so much space. Yeah. So it's, it's fucking mind-boggling, man. It's so crazy and uh, uh, and heartwarming in the same way. Yeah. And, and I mean, then because ultimately these things they do have a funny side to them yeah. so then the bigger question is how, how uh, are we supposed to be able to laugh at the coronavirus uh? I mean collectively as humans we, you can still say we're siasui siasui yeah. to other civilizations other areas oh, yeah, and all yeah, that yeah. if they look at us now they're like what the hell are these people doing yeah uh? So I guess there's always an, an angle to look at this whole thing and, and sort of laugh as well. Yeah. Right? But the thing is, just like that Asian-American alliance at the University of Albany, they seem to assume that as long as you're taking pleasure in one aspect that is even remotely related to the coronavirus, it's not cool. Yeah. Because you're trivializing such a serious issue. Correct, correct. Um, I mean, like we say, like, bad taste. Like. The moment yeah. there's any people dying or something like that, yeah. you have to be extra careful about how you phrase things as well. Yeah. Like. That, that's for sure. But then... The thing is, it's interesting, right? Because there have been so many and universally seen as heartwarming stories about how the Chinese people who are under lockdown in Wuhan yeah. have been keeping themselves busy yeah. uh, at home. So, And they might be having parties in amidst the Wuhan virus. Yeah, but that seems to be okay. This one, the moment a college in a white country, I mean, predominantly white country holds a party, it's seen as not okay. I guess if they're putting the the theme of it being coronavirus and then subsequently you're doing 
the exact opposite of what you should be doing because of coronavirus, which yeah. is not gathering together as a group. Yeah. That's almost like a big F you to any advisories la, that people are giving, la, right? Yeah, and that I feel it's something that they're doing that's stupid. La. Yeah. But it's not insensitive. La. So, but yeah, la, putting that is a big F you to advisories not together. Yeah. But at the same time, you call it a coronavirus team. So you are definitely aware that, that of the safety precautions you might be breaching by having this, but they're also or? in America, like where they think yeah. mo- they still think the coronavirus. I think is like, oh, it's just a, it's just yeah. a flu, it's and it's a, a college flu. party, like, And we all, you know, having studied in the US, you know, for for, for okay, for context, right, because in Singapore, people start going clubbing and so called partying at the age of eighteen because you can drink at eighteen. Yeah, in the US, those kids in university, right? Actually, a lot of them haven't been exposed to what we were exposed to as 18-year-old kids. Uh, yeah. They don't understand the concept of really like going out and like having a nice night out and partying or that. So all the parties they have are all, they have to organize themselves. They have, it's a lot of like, someone has to go and like smuggle beer in. And, yeah. so and, and, and there's always this thing, you want to make it a cool party. Yeah, there's always this right. some illegal element to having a party. <laughs> Whereas, I know, that's why the, the concept to us was so foreign when we when we were studying there where like, oh my God, like I'm going to go get so trash at this party. Whereas in Singapore, you're like, why do you want to get to that extent where some yeah. your friend has to drag you home and all that, like, you know? So I guess any time there's a chance to get late, yeah. someone will make a party. Like. Yeah, and, and, and that's why I'm saying is that there is already an illegal element to every party that's made there. Yeah. So if they want to... You can understand why they always try to be a little bit naughty yeah. with the theme of the party or something. Because it's just, we're already doing something illegal. Fuck it, you know? Why don't we just yeah. do something distasteful as well? <laughs> I remember a few years ago when I was staying with a few friends in HDB, we had a house party yeah. and the police came. Yeah. And honestly, the morning after, I was like, fuck, man, that was an awesome party because the police came. Yeah, yeah, it had yeah. a little bit of like, you know what? I'm a fucking badass. Of course, we had to clean up a bunch of shit like, and yeah. the neighbors hated us. But... But yeah, it feels like... So, I mean, I guess we are all just basing this on what we have read, but if, if you can assume that college, which is full of just horny people wanting to fuck, yeah. uh, if there's a reason to have a party, they would like. And they probably... Would, yeah. Okay, so also the thing on college campuses in the US, uh, where for any party you organize, you want to get the, the... You want it to be cool. You want to attract the coolest crowd. You want yeah. the party to spread... Uh, through word of mouth, uh, yeah. uh, the news of the party. And you can be sure that this party probably was something that caught people's eyes. Uh, for sure. La, for yeah. sure. Yeah. So we're not, we're not like condoning, yeah, not advocating <laughs> to have coronavirus theme parties. But there was, in, in, in other colleges around the US, and, had, and all this seems to always just be in the US, this whole proactive, you cannot make fun of stuff. Because there was one uh, school where in the bathrooms, people were like kind of putting notices on the mirror saying, okay, uh, there's a lot of people suffering from anxiety, so please do not trivialize coronavirus. And it's yeah. almost like preemptive, you cannot make fun of coronavirus. Yeah, yeah. Which I feel, it's during times like this where we need to have some, something to, I don't know, like, diffuse. release, yeah, yeah, diffuse all the tension. Yeah. And I mean, there have been s- some fucking funny memes and like, uh, uh, things that have been going around that are coronavirus related. La. But like with most things that, uh, uh, like like PewDiePie also got in trouble. Mm. The the massive YouTuber for yeah. I mean he he just made a video where he made certain comments that were labeled as insensitive, mm. but he's at the scale where the mainstream media is always trying to take him down for even the slightest thing. Yeah. But I mean I feel you should be able to joke about anything. It's just how you joke about it. Like. Oh, how about this one? How about this one? Uh, there's this weekend. There's this uh big UFC fight going on between mm. a Chinese the Chinese champion oh. Zhang Weili, and then she's fighting against this Polish uh, also a very big fighter contender Joanna Jaja. I can't remember her last name but uh-huh. she posted a, a photo a few weeks back of 
herself wearing like a hazmat suit, like you know, in the typical like ready for fight pose behind Zhang, the the Chinese champion Zhang Weili. And then everyone shot her down saying that that is so insensitive, it's so terrible. I think that's like, fucking stupid. La. You find things stupid. Why? Yeah. Because then you are immediately associating uh. the virus with someone who's Chinese. Uh. You don't even know whether this guy is training in China, whether he's been in China for the past few months. Yeah. So I think that is fucking stupid. Okay, so the, the moment you link the virus to a certain ethnic group or something, yeah. that's wrong already. La. I feel that. Okay, okay. So... You- so I mean, so yeah, I'm just trying to pass lah, try yeah. to pass through it. So, if you make a joke about generally about humans and how we react to coronavirus, like let's say everyone running out to buy toilet paper, for yeah. example, you know that's funny, right? As yeah. as a whole human race, yeah. Or you don't say it's specific to one particular group of individuals, yeah. Then it's okay lah. Yeah, like uh, if they if they both appeared at the weigh in in hazmat suits. Yeah. Then I think that's funny, lah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or they are both appear the way in with masks, or yeah. like they stand like one foot each other during the whole yeah. fight, or but like it, one meter. Then I think it's funny because it's not. It's it's something that okay, regardless of their ethnicities and all, it's just pointing at the bigger picture, lah. Yeah. But for her to do that, I think it's fucking stupid, lah. True. Okay. But when then I mean, there's some people who say, like, but, but what you said earlier was that you should be allowed to make fun of stuff and, and yeah, diffuse but then, the situation. So, so I think you should be able to make fun of anything, including rape. Okay. Uh, but you shouldn't, I mean, ideally you don't make fun of rape victims. Uh, there are many of aspects course, yeah. of rape that you can make fun of that uh-huh. that kind of almost can be cathartic to, 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 to a certain extent or help people ex- understand certain things about rape. So I would say for a virus, you can definitely make fun of virus. But like, I think what you said is true. Like, at the moment, your joke kind of propagates a stereotype which can be damaging or worrying or harmful yeah. or cause more discrimination, then I think it's not good. Mm, mm, mm. I mean, I mean, she, the, jo, the Johanna's only defense was that, oh, it's just a joke, la, which I think is them stupid, la, right? Yeah. You know, but, uh, so, but what do you think of her, 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 her stunt? I think it's stupid, la, in uh. the sense that it would even make sense by then because I think the virus was in so many more places already. Yeah. So, so if she oh, what? but it wasn't her who did it. It was a fan who did it, and she reposted the tweet or something. Uh, but I guess in the age uh, of Twitter, if you repost, you kind of endorse yeah, it. Yeah. Re- repost with a smiley face. So if yeah. the her opponent wasn't Chinese, mm. and then she wore the hazmat suit, then I mean, uh, well, then then you got to start digging though. Why is she doing that? It's kind of strange, lah. Because I mean, USC ultimately got physical contact, right? Yeah, that's true. That's right. true. Yeah. So yeah, what if that was her argument? It's just that oh, yeah, there is why, coronavirus. Then, oh, that's why the the, the whole thing about yeah, you're allowed to joke about anything. It's hmm. like if that, I, I feel like it's very hard to to oh, you're allowed to joke about anything, what but if it does because there's, you can was, always cut it down. That throws a spanner in the works. Because yeah, yeah, exactly. let's say the opponent was Italian. Yeah, exactly. Or then Iranian. Later, and then at the two weeks later, Iranians or Italians become the most... Wow, fuck. Effective. Why did I have to bring that up? Then yeah. it's like your joke is like... I was so confident of my <laughs> stance. Exactly. Fuck! Take back your rape jokes and check yourself. Hey, now, <laughs> now you are putting words in my mouth. No, but going back to this, like let's say, let's say it was at the time... Let's say now like, there's a UFC fight and you're fighting someone from Iran or Italy yeah. which have or South Korea yeah. and you wear the hazmat suit. Is that insensitive? Because technically, the stereotype is always associated to people from China. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. But ultimately, if you look at the countries of South Korea, Iran, and Italy, they have the some of the highest infection rates. Fastest also, right? Yeah. Fastest growing. It's just that they haven't been 
had experienced that much hate. Yeah, yeah. So then if I'm saying like anything that propagates stereotypes is not good, did I just contradict myself? Mm, that's Fuck! Why, that's why it's a yalabak moment. I think the uh, interesting thing was like, I think last week when Juventus was going to play, or the week before, what when they were going to play a Champions League match, uh, Juventus was going to play a Champions League match in another country. I can't remember if it was Germany. Oh, France, France against PSG. Yeah. And then uh, there was talk about banning the Italian fans who had travelled to France to watch the match because oh, of coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> and then the coach had to like, I mean, the coach had to step in and say, hey guys, it might be because France has only tested like 200 people, whereas in Italy we've tested like 2,000 la, and that's why we find more people, right? So, I think we should be looking at it as Europe together. After all, we're playing the Europe- European <laughs> Championship, right? Why are we like drawing lines between us all of a sudden la, you know? oh, which actually I thought yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense la, you know? I also like Jürgen Klopp's uh, answer oh, when yeah, a yeah. reporter asked him about the coronavirus he's yeah. like I shouldn't be talking about the coronavirus yeah, I know nothing about I know it. nothing and I thought that was a fucking good response yeah. because we, we are admitting right now we don't know we're not immunologists we're just talking about how two lay people in Singapore are grappling with the whole global thing la. Yeah, uh, and, and, and we, looking at stuff in the news la, right? yeah that looking at stuff reported. in the news yeah. Yeah. but going back to the USC things yeah, la, like God damn. Yeah. God damn. So, wow. Okay, that's a, that's, a, that's a tricky thing. Of course, if you're listening, if you have any thoughts, basically what we're saying is, like what I said earlier was that what she did where she she post, she retweeted a picture of her in a hazmat suit given that she was going to be facing the Chinese UFC champion was in bad taste. But then, I shot myself in the foot by bringing up the, inst- the hypothetical situation if she was fighting someone from Iran or Italy or South Korea at this point in time. If she wore the hazmat suit, is it as as much of a no go for me, la? Yeah, it's very tricky, la. Mm. Yeah. Because I think what you said about the rape joke thing, I've heard a lot of that from comedians, yeah, kind of comedians, yeah. And uh, from what I understand, it's a very like everything goes approach to it, la. Everything. Mm. Uh, but if we're if we're starting to say, hey, there are certain lines about but, punching up and down, yeah, then then. Uh, it gets tricky la. because okay the everything goes is also a very high level thing because ultimately yeah. I think you can make fun of anything but there are many ways you can make a joke Yeah. Uh, some of the greatest comedians in the world they f- I feel like they can joke about anything and still do it in a way that is more tasteful and punches up rather than punches down Yeah. so for me the question is was was her was her fans joke here uh, in bad taste la? I still think in that particular example it was uh, and I think if you ask me now if she was facing someone from Italy, Iran, or South Korea, also no. But then fucking any country. <laughs> fuck! <laughs> I'm uh, confused. And she's I'm Polish confused. as well. She's, she's from Poland as well. Uh, and the, the, the country got fucked during World War Two and all. So, so it's what? Just because your people got fucked in the... Privilege. Uh, you're like, who's the less privileged or level? Yeah, no, so know, maybe I think they've, they've been talking about this before. Everyone should have like a privilege ranking. Yeah. And there should be... Uh, Things you can or cannot joke based on your privilege. Yeah. Like. Who's and punching up? Who's punching down? Right. Yeah. If everyone is on different <laughs> rungs of a ladder, you can be punching someone up uh, who might not be able to punch up to someone that you could punch down to or something like that. Yeah. So we should all have like a, a privilege core <laughs> that changes through our lives based on yeah, you log in, you just detail what are the shit things that you're going through, and you get a privilege core. But I guess anything coronavirus is making us examine a lot of our social norms right yeah like how how uh like like the, the fact that when you claim to be a very international city like how you react to yeah. things like that happening like and then also 
like how much aid do you administer to to someone or when do you cut them off and stuff like that lah, right? Yeah. Everyone's like we're learning the boundaries of of how much we're willing to extend help to each other lah, basically. I mean one one thing that I guess is also helping people deal with coronavirus and is a shared thing across all regions is yeah. that uh, uh coronavirus themed porn. <laughs> yes. Which apparently is growing in number on on uh, uh on porn sites lah. The last time you checked like how many like how many videos? Oh yeah, nice, nice, nice. <laughs> but I did check. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I did check. And there was one there was quite a few, okay. There was this borderline like This repurpose. was like on your way to your daily your daily I mean yeah, like, like in porn the porn MRT porn and all like yeah. just standard just for research <laughs> lah, dude. So you get a few different categories lah. Uh and one category is where they repurpose previous porn that they had made that just shows someone using a mask. Yeah. And then they change the title. Some are kind of like horror mystery thing. I think the one of the more popular ones was a, uh, a point of view of this guy wearing a mask. It's a first person view. First person view yeah, in, first in like he's investigating Wuhan uh, in lockdown. Yeah. So it's all dark and like fucking all, it's really like a horror movie. Then suddenly he goes into his one room and there's some movement and in the end it's a girl who uh, ends up sucking his dick. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and then it's all done from the point of view yeah. uh, and, and it's labeled as such like yeah. uh, close, close footage, uh, first person view of uh, investigating Wuhan yeah. and then there was some that tried to be a little more informative right? there's this one where there's this girl talking to some fucking incestuous dude or something and they she's saying can we fuck can we fuck and the guy goes on to explain no we can't fuck For we just fucked seconds. a few minutes ago yeah. uh, and also you know have you done your virus check yeah. your, your temperature check because before we fuck there's a threat yeah. so he spends about a minute and a half explaining the coronavirus to the person as she slowly takes off her clothes yeah. And in the end, he's like, okay, fine. And then they end up fucking. If I'm not wrong, he said he was inspired by like the airline safety. Oh, so you ads. fucking saw it also? No, I read an article oh, you read about an article. it. Oh, yeah, yeah, correct, yeah, correct, correct. The, the creators felt like, okay, like already people are going to watch, so why not educate? Which, to be honest, is a, is a noble, is a noble yeah. move. But does that, does that trivialize uh, the whole coronavirus thing? We make I mean, honestly, it? if he wanted to inform people and if his facts are correct, I don't think it trivializes. And he also says like, this is also for the people in quarantine who have nothing yeah, to do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so you can learn about the virus that's keeping you in quarantine. Reminds you what yeah. to do. And of course, okay, like I, I, I can't speak for how much women in general enjoy porn, but yeah. I'm guessing, yeah, it's, and I'm not advocating watching porn, but I'm just saying if he created that porn video uh, that falls within the boundaries of, okay, it's not like fucking some pedophilic shit or something. Yeah. Then, yeah, it feels like, okay, you already have this thing that's happening. Why not couple some yeah. some good on top of it? La. It's an effective PSA. La. Better than the Gurmit Singh's fucking Gurmit Singh song. COVID-19 fuck. songs. Yeah, what <laughs> love, eh. Oh my God. Like, I mean, the context is that during the SARS, he had a viral a song when he... The Sa- as, the, as Kang, the, la, the right? survivor rap. Yeah, the survivor rap. Telling people to wash your hands, telling people to go and see a doctor if you're not feeling well, don't work if you're not feeling well. And he was donning on the, his his a full character outfit as Pua Chu Kang, uh, the contractor, which yeah. was a very famous TV show in Singapore in the 2000s, I think. And yeah, yeah that, that rap was very cringy, but very memorable. Yeah. yeah. And it started getting a second wave, I think early on in, the, early on in January when the coronavirus was starting to spread. So I think there was rumors that there was going to be a, a COVID nineteen song and yeah, yeah. They, they did and it's fucking terrible. Yeah, this is so. Yeah, Gurmit Singh plays himself in the song that he has apparently produced with Mothership, the online yeah. publication. I mean, I mean, it just felt like it's trying too much to be a good song. Like Gurmit yeah. Singh is, it's not the greatest singer, uh, yeah, and rapper. they tried to make it funky and it was just. Ugh. 
But why do you why do you why do you like the survivor rap? I didn't say I like it. Then why do you think it's better than this one? I mean the survivor rap first of all that Wachukang character was was a, a big deal last yeah, time. Yeah. And it didn't take itself too seriously. Yeah. Whereas this one I feel it tries to be a funky, cool song with auto-tune and all that, but it's just like eh. Yeah. I mean eh. I think the Vietnamese they did a yeah. song right that yeah. apparently is much more catchy yeah it is Yeah, it's, it's like a K-pop kind of song right yeah and yeah. it was done by the Vietnamese uh, uh, Ministry of Health and mm. it, it was so catchy that and because I don't think they got like uh, personalities to sing it they yeah. got actual musicians yeah, yeah, and yeah. the song is quite catchy it became it went viral on TikTok yeah and it was taken I mean even John Oliver mentioned it in his latest uh, HBO show the last week tonight. The last week tonight, yeah, yeah. where he talked about coronavirus. He talks yeah. about the Vietnamese song. So it's just like... So I mean, maybe that's yeah. what they were trying to do. Like, yeah. do a song that is actually good enough that it might get international attention. It's like the problem of a, of the sequel. La. You have so much to live up to for the yeah. first one. I mean, the survival rap, it, just to go back in you liked time it, right? a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it's very catchy. And if you think back to the days of the early 2000s, that was when those kind of like uh, disco uh, disco synths uh, so to speak mm. were quite popular especially I would say this is very similar to the the Will Smith's Will uh, you know his getting jiggy with it mm. that kind of beat and, and all the survivor rap uh, it was very close in feel to something like getting jiggy with it yeah. so it, it actually captured the zeitgeist of that, that era as well which is uh, I mean kudos to them uh, like, that yeah. was uh, as cringy as the lyrics were but there was it, it felt like there was a lot of effort to do something and that would stand like, the test of time. It felt like even though it was a fictional character, it was authentic to that fictional character. Like. Yeah. Uh, what was the catchy line if you the SARS the virus? What? I mean I look, SARS is the virus that I just want to minus. Oh, yeah. No more surprises if you use your blame, use your blame, use your blame. Blame use your blame was Pachu Kang's catchphrase, like, yeah. Of brain la. Yeah, uh, of brain. A colloquial way of saying like uh, Use your brain, yeah. Use your blame. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know, like I mean it got decent traction online. So if it's yeah. educating people, sure, but compared to what like a, a porn video does with the same message, okay. I don't know. Maybe it's time to commission Singapore's first porn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Coronavirus I mean, porn. in some way, cor- the coronavirus and all the wonderful efforts of the frontliners in Singapore has sparked off discussions about increasing the wages of, of, mm-hmm. of said frontliners. La. Yeah. So I maybe- think the context of that is that basically frontline workers like uh, security guards, Cleaners, yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously, medical uh, like staff. Medical staff. We're talking not just talking about nurses, but even people who work in hospitals, right? Yeah, they're being exposed to the virus every single day. Yeah, and their pay right now, the the value that they give to society is so much more than what their pay actually reflects. Yeah. Uh. and yeah. so there have been calls in Parliament by by NMPs like Walter Tessera to yeah. to actually we should examine increasing the pay of these people, which yeah. I think we all can heartily agree is, yeah. is the case. Because, be I mean, case. now, yes, they do provide so much value, but even on a non-coronavirus time, they provide so much value and their, their salary never yeah. commensurates how much they, they but, get paid. Uh. But, yeah, you know, in Singapore, it's always, oh, if foreign investor comes and then, like, the CEO trickle down, right? There's a trickle-down effect trickle in the economy. Effect, People yeah. spending in the casinos, it trickle trickles down. down. Yeah, trickles down. So trickles down. It's, it's, I mean, it's a it's an interesting debate, but now, very clearly, we've seen how what, how much value these people bring to us and if you need evidence, this is it. This yeah. is the experiment you needed. Yeah. yeah. So and and same time, reason uh, why someone should start Singapore's first porn, uh, porn-themed uh, series. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And yeah. Maybe so, it might not, might, might not have to be commissioned, uh, but yeah. it might be a leak. <laughs> yeah, or a leak. Like that, uh. A leak. Yeah. 
Don't you dare make yeah. a joke about sex tapes. Yes. <laughs> Why? Why not? We've already had a leaked audio in the past few weeks. Yeah, now we leaked. just need a leaked video. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Then, then add in a PSA of like, <laughs> how funny would that be? Uh, if someone accidentally leaks a sex tape and then they say, oh, actually. To cover up, yeah, fuck it, let's just do a PSA. Yeah. yeah, they say, actually, this was wanted attention to, to do a PSA. Yeah, for PSA. Coronavirus. Yeah, coronavirus. Actually, yeah, maybe yeah, it's a, a way of reviving our, our, our channel. What? Your, your, you self leak sex tape? Uh? Own self leak, own self. No, it's one of those like, we, we film it as a sex tape oh. and then we leak it. Oh. Yeah. I see. We will take that discussion offline. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of videos, speaking of videos, speaking of stuff you can watch on your while at home, yeah. whether you're quarantined or not. Yeah. Uh, we would, we would also what we did, what we started last week, and what we will continue to do mm. uh, for the next few weeks is play a little excerpt from one episode of our of our latest show called "She's a Terrorist and I Love Her," which hopefully while you're avoiding. Uh, uh, out uh, exterior events uh, is something you could check out on Hook uh, yeah. or on Hook via MeWatch, mm. which is the rebranded toggle. Yeah. Um, so, so what we're going to play is a, is a little excerpt from episode two. Last week, we played something from episode one. There are eight episodes in total. And we promise this will be super funny. Yeah. Right. But actually, you never want to promise that anything will be super funny. Oh, really? Because if it's not that funny, it's like why comedians never want to be introduced as like a funny person. But the good thing is that being funny is subjective, lah, right? So, so if you don't find then it funny... Then we just like, become like an art house jerk-off. Oh. Where we make like an art house movie that people hate and you're like, oh, you're not too cultured to understand. Like Parasite, lah. Eh, eh, eh. Like another movie that came out in recent times, like, which I shall not say. But, but okay, anyway. la, hopefully this is funny, lah. Hopefully yeah. this is funny. The context is that they're, they're some of the, the villains in the show... Uh, affectionately known as the Kaya Boys, are confronting the hotel that the, that the terrorists first stay at. Yeah. Uh, and this is just them trying to get info on the lead character. So here we go. Uncle, don't be difficult. La. Just provide us some information. Like Joe's number, his address, or his Instagram. Hey! I am bound by the code. The code that servants of red light district around the world have upheld for centuries. Hey, uncle, you like to play punk, ah? You better watch out, I tell you. Just watch. I am always watching. <laughs> so nice. And that was it. And to clarify the... The abing that you heard threatening the old man was Jeremiah from Tropic Monsters TV. He and uh, Aiden, uh, the, the they two are the two abings in the story, and they form the Kaya Boy. Kaya Boys. The Kaya Boys gang. Yeah. yeah. So we'll put a link in the show notes uh, to watch where you can watch the first three episodes of the show for free on Hook. Yeah. For free on Hook. And, and I think uh, we were all very fond of, of this the the way the Kaya Boys came out in the end, right? They, yeah. The way they they spoke English, very... I mean, they, they basically channeled their inner Abings to these yeah. characters, which we, we weren't demanding them to like, can you just be as Abing as possible? But they really brought it themselves. Yeah, la. and the nice thing about being on a, on a OTT or streamer is that we have free reign to let people talk, let the characters talk like this, la, which is not something you would see on Mediacorp. Yeah, so what you just heard, you will never hear on Mediacorp. Never. Yeah, so don't hide it from your parents. <laughs> 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 All right, which brings us to our final part called uh, One Shook Thing for the Week. Yeah. 
Yeah. And you... my one shock thing of the week is dog related actually. Uh-huh. In the midst of all this crazy coronavirus uh, uh, talk, there's actually been a very nice development, which is that now um, dog owners are allowed to keep dogs that are up to 55 cm in height and with no weight restrictions in public housing. Whereas previously, they used to be only dogs up to 50 cm or half a meter in mm. height with a weight restriction, I think, of like 15 kg or something, mm-hmm. which made it really tough because like, uh, 15 kg actually is quite a, is a medium to small dog. But, re- but is there a, is a minimum house size that you can or as long as you have like a two-bedroom flat also, it's okay? I think uh, from what I understand, it's okay. Oh, Subject okay. to approval, but generally it means that it's, it's okay, la, it's acceptable. Mm-hmm. So this is, uh, will allow apparently... According to uh, dog interest groups, it will allow fifteen to twenty percent more of dogs in a pound to be adopted and oh, find homes. Oh shit! Home. Because my next question was going to be like, as a layperson, how much can five cm height difference make? It is a big difference. Really? Yeah. yeah, but I think the more important thing is the removal of a weight restriction oh, okay, because okay. it's kind of unfair, right? Like, yeah. like, like if what you have to starve your dog or, or or something just to make a certain weight limit. Interesting. Doesn't make sense. So. I think uh, it's a very positive development. So shout out to Shamugam and, and the other ministers like Louis Ng and all who are, you know, very proactively oh, putting this forward. Shamugam is a dog lover also, right? You, you always see him at dog events, man. Like oh, always really? Always holding yeah. dogs and all. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. So as much as we wow, see him as once, like... we are complimenting Shamugam. No, I mean, yeah lah. It's like, I mean, even... Uh, Give credit where it's due. Uh. Yeah, Vladimir, yeah, Vladimir Putin is oh, a dog yeah, lover. I'm not saying anything about Putin and Shamugam. <laughs> Don't put it in my mouth. Shamugam is a different You're person. You're also saying it about yourself. Uh. If you, Putin, and Shamugam all have something in common. Yeah, yeah, it's cool, yeah. right? So, yeah, I think I think that there's been a lot of... Uh, uh, and it seems like in recent years, there's a lot more activism mm. about these issues. And, mm. and some of them just also don't make sense, uh, right? Yeah. What's the difference between... 55 and 50 cm yeah. and I think the next phase is uh, probably the next frontier for people to confront is cats uh. Yeah. right now cats are illegal in public housing and mm. a lot of people are asking why mm. like is there a logic to it la? yeah mm. cool 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 yeah. cool and uh, my one shock thing is uh, there's a there's this comedian called Kevin James who who got famous because uh, of shows like uh, Hitch um and king king of queens, queens yeah. he's the he's the and paul blood more cop yeah. uh so so he recently i think a few weeks ago he started uh, a youtube channel uh and he has a few videos there uh and it's it's basically i think the the the, the few that i i saw that fucking made me laugh out loud was what he does is that he acts as a sound man you know the guy that you always see holding the mic on 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 production sets and all and he inserts himself into famous scenes from famous movies. Like the two, the three he has done is Star Wars, Rocky, and The Notebook. And fucking hell, it's it's like a one minute clip, and it's so funny. And it's one of those ideas that that uh, just you look at it, you're like, oh fuck, why didn't I why didn't I think of this? Because it's it's something that you all you need is a green screen, which is very easy to set up. Mm-hmm. So we'll put a link to the show in the in the description. But I also have. Because I had one shock thing already lined up at the start of today. Then I saw that in the afternoon. So I'll just share my original one shock thing. Because sure. you can... Two, one, two shock things is, is not too bad. La. So there's this YouTuber called Pablo Sima de Villa. Uh, I think that's how I'm pronouncing um, his name. He, he went viral earlier in the year for making a video where he turns airports into 18-carat air goals. Basically, gold-plated uh, AirPods. Wait, AirPods, as in the earphones. Is yeah, it? Oh, the, the okay, earphones. Okay. I thought I was hearing AirPods. No, no, no AirPods, like, uh-huh. the, the Apple earphones. So, 
I mean, there's a fuck ton of DIY DIY videos on on YouTube, but this guy makes the most cinematic by far of anything I've ever seen. And he's I I dug up his, his history. He's actually a he's been a jeweler jewelry maker for the mm. past fifteen years. Uh. Yeah, and he does fucking cool stuff. Like he'll take this this big ass nut, you know, nut and bolt yep. like nut yep. and carve it out to make a bow and, bow and arrow in the shape of uh, like a Cupid's bow and arrow. So like. you're talking about like a miniature yeah. bow and arrow. Okay. And it's fucking insane. Like the way he films his shows and he has a lot of equipment you won't get at your regular DIY store. Like. It's like specific jewelry equipment. Like. Oh. But the level of detail he goes into and the way he films it and the way he even sneaks in his own self into that it's very different from some of the more famous people like Colin Furs or Casey Neistat who do DIY stuff. Like. Oh. And he has like Fucking drone shots, like DIY. He'll do a drone shot from from inside his 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 jewelry uh, workshop to outside, and it's fucking amazing to watch. Uh. Wow! And he does like I think a, a, a video every few weeks, but he has a few super viral ones. Like the turn turning airports into eighteen carat air goals is for has forty one million views. Mm. And even this video, I initially thought it'll just be gold plating airports, mm. But he literally made a cast for a a gold. Uh, cover based on the airport, so it wasn't just gold plated. He created yeah. gold covers. Yeah, like. he took out the insides. And yeah, he took out the insides. Yeah, them. it's oh, wow. fucking. And anyone who likes DIY stuff, this guy is fucking next level. And I found out his story is actually quite cool. He was uh, when he was four, his legs got run over by a car. Oh shit! So he's a paraplegic, and oh, uh, he 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 then focused his efforts. I think he's through his parents' encouragement into. Uh, Paralympic swimming and yeah. he won a few gold uh, medals at the Paralympics wow. and wow. after he retired from that he decided to his next love was jewel, jewelry so he, yeah. he enrolled himself in a jeweler's course he graduated he started a jewelry shop with his brother yeah. and now they do custom made designs and it's fucking mind blowing like. oh, that's amazing yeah it's, it's super cool I just, I just yeah I just saw something yesterday about the guy who apparently like customizes grills for all the all the big stars oh is it Apparently, it's this Vietnamese guy, immigrant in America. Uh. And like he's like, he's rapped about because he apparently he's like the man to go to for <laughs> custom it? grills. So he's and got... And by grills, you mean the teeth grills? Yeah, the la. teeth grills. So he's got the, the tooth mold, teeth molds for all the big stars oh, in, in his place. Anytime they need new grills, like they go to him. So it's like, well, these people like, you know, jewelry is such an interesting yeah. way for people to express themselves. Huh? Yeah. yeah, and I mean, I my default is like jewelry, like all this fucking expensive shit is fucking useless but that's that's when it comes comes to like the i don't know the big big diamond companies and you hear all this blood diamond shit but this guy is fucking mind-blowing uh. it's, yeah. it's, it's i recommend everyone watch it uh. yeah, so they do custom pieces and yeah and on his website oh, you can okay, cust- okay. customize pieces uh. mm, yeah it's super cool super cool and if you like i guess if you can afford something from him which i'm guessing is not too cheap you can order customized uh engagement rings and all that uh. Oh, is that yeah. what you're looking at? Oh. No, no, no. Hey, Why you, hey. say you just suddenly brought that out of nowhere? I mean, there are, there's a oh, market okay, and I okay. always fucking hate it when I hear, oh, you should use three months salary to buy engagement. <laughs> Fuck that shit, man. You want to make something more meaningful than just cost an X amount of money, right? So that's why I brought it up like, <laughs> I, I didn't even, I wasn't even expecting anything. Lucky my mom doesn't listen to this. Uh, but, but that's, that's all for today. Yeah. And if you have any, any thoughts, as always, we always love reading your, your Instagram messages. Yeah. And uh, yeah, if, especially if any stories that are non-coronavirus virus. Yes. Related, point them our way because yeah. we're also like scraping the bottom of the barrel sometimes <laughs> yeah. to find non-coronavirus because stories. Because the, the thing that caught my attention for Chan Chun Ching's audio leak was actually a message we got via Instagram. Mm. Someone said, oh, you, this might be a worthwhile topic and then I was like, oh, fuck, shit. That, yeah. That's interesting. So yeah, if you ever find something uh, that, oh, is 
is uh, worthy of being discussed, let us know. Yeah. Cool. All right. That's all for this week. Peace. Peace.